Call to order the Blue Ash City Council meeting of December 14th, 2023. And next we're going to stand together and say the Pledge of Allegiance, but we are very lucky that we have some young men here tonight that will lead us. So if we could all stand and they will start us off. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much. Jamie, would you please call the roll? Councilman Jeff Capel. Here. Councilman Lee Zerwanka. Here. Councilman Brian Gaff. Here. Councilman Pramod Javeri. Here. Councilman Mark Serkin. Here. Vice Mayor Katie Schneider. Here. Mayor Jill Cole. Here. Seven present. Thank you. Could I please have a motion for the acceptance of the revised agenda? So move. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Could I have a, a motion for the approval of the minutes of the regular meeting of November 9th, 2023? So moved. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Could I have a motion for approval of the budget study session minutes of November 27th, 2023? So moved. Any, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Could I have a motion for the accept, approval of the minutes from the swearing-in ceremony of December 1st, 2023? So moved. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Thank you. Jamie, do we have any communications to council? There are none tonight, Your Honor. Do we have any reports from outside agencies? Is that, was that no? Okay. <laughs> I'd like to enter the mayor's report into the public record. A motion for approval of the financial report. So move. Second. Any discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Thank you. Now we'll move on to hearings from citizens. If you wish to speak, please approach the microphone and state your name and address, as you well know. <laughs> if you have any materials to pass out, please give them directly to the clerk of courts, Jamie. Please keep your comments as brief as possible, three minutes maximum, to allow others to, a chance to be heard. If, hearings from citizens is for us to listen to you and your neighbors. It's unlikely that we'll make any remarks immediately after you speak. We need a chance to reflect on your comments and possibly research. Sometimes during miscellaneous later in the evening, we do uh, revisit an issue that you might have brought forward. The Clerk of Council will notify you when your three minutes are over, and most importantly, as you will, let's all treat each other cal calmly, kindly, and with respect. Good evening, Denise Scratchin, 4911 Cooper, Blue Ash Branch Library. I wanted to congratulate you all on your election. Um, I wanted to thank the Blue Ash community for their support of the Blue Ash Library, and thank everyone for passing uh, the levy, those that voted for it and wish everyone happy holidays. Thanks. Thank you so much, Denise. We appreciate you coming here. Anyone else? Okay, then we'll move on to committee reports. First up, 
Finance and Administrative Committee Chairman, Lee Zerwanka. Here. Uh, Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-79 by title only. Amending ordinance 2005-46 passed on August 11th, 2005 to extend the term of that certain tax increment financing structure under ordinance 2005-46 for an additional 30 years pursuant to Ohio revised code section 5709.51 and authorizing additional instruments, agreements, certificates, and other documents deemed necessary in connection therewith. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-79. Second. Any discussion? Jamie, please call the roll. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read uh, resolution number 2023-80 by title only. Providing for amendments within the 2023 annual appropriation resolution number 2022-64. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-80. Second. Discussion? Being none, Jamie, please call the roll. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-81 by title only. Resolution adopting the budget for revenues and expenditures of the City of Blue Ash, Ohio for the 2024 fiscal year. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-81. Second. Discussion? I have one question. How much money is allocated in the budget for the Sister City program? Okay, thank you. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Sirwanka? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-82 by title only. Authorizing the 2024 position classification plan and the 2024 pay plan and amending resolution 2017-63 administrative rules and regulations. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-82. Second. Second. Being none. Jamie, please call the roll. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-8. Uh, Three, by title only. Authorizing the city manager to confirm continuing membership in the Miami Valley Risk Management Association, Inc., Maverma, and to accept the 2024 pool contribution amounts. Uh, move to adopt resolution number 2023-83. Second. Any discussion? We've been with them a long time, haven't we, Sherry? 
good relationship. Other comments? Jamie, seeing none, uh, please go ahead and call the roll. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Sirkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-84 by title only. Authorizing the city manager to enter into a multi-year collective bargaining agreement with the Fraternal Order of Police Ohio Labor Council, Inc. for the dispatcher's bargaining unit. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-84. Second. Second. We have great dispatchers. It, yes, not, not every city uh, uses those still, and it, it's, a, it's a benefit for us. I'm very excited uh, that they do so well for us and am proud to support them. Jamie, please call the roll. Councilman Sirkin? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. All I have, Mayor. Thank you, Lee. Next, we'll move on to the Parks and Ready, um, Recreation Committee, Chairperson Katie Schneider. Thank you, Mayor. Jamie, could you please read resolution number 2023-85 by title only? Establishing fees for the usage of recreational facilities and equipment of the City of Blue Ash, Ohio. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-85. Second. This is increasing the golf fees. Um, and Brian, help me. I think it was a dollar for every nine holes. Dollar for every nine yeah. holes. Yes, that's a... correct. It's one dollar per nine. Any discussion? I'll just say I think this is wise legislation and the fact that we're looking at this on an annual basis is a big reason why our golf course has performed so much better in recent years than it was in the years before that. And I think we could even take it, uh, kind of close the circle a bit where um, with, so with fees going up to $48 per riding uh, with a cart, um, or 58 in the summer that I think we ought to just presume that each year will do a modest increase. Um, and then each year, of course, you review it based on economic situations. But um, I think we've increased five of the last seven years. That's resulted in far better performance. And just modest annual increases will go a long way towards making sure the golf course financially performs well, which, which we've been doing much better of lately. And we hope the interest that people have gotten with golf since COVID keeps us. Uh, I think I think every um, golf slot has been full. Is that correct? Yeah, this Very year busy, we will so. set a um, an all-time record of fifty-three thousand rounds. Incredible! Great job. Need <laughs> <laughs> any more discussion? <laughs> Jamie, could you please call the roll? Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Sirkin? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, could you please read resolution number 2023-86 by title only? Authorizing the city manager to purchase a pre-engineered framework for the Summit Park Maintenance Facility Project. Move to adopt resolution number 2023-86. Second. Is there any discussion? 
right. Jamie, please call the roll. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Jamie, thanks, Mayor. That's all I have. Thank you, Katie. Next, we'll move on to the Public Works Committee, the new chairperson, Brian Gath. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, Jamie, will you read resolution 2023-87 by title only? Authorizing general engineering, plan review, architectural, and related service rates for 2024 with CT Consultants. CT Consultants has been, I'm sorry, let me uh, make a motion to adopt 20, uh, resolution 2023-87. Second. CT Consultants has been our uh, engineering firm since 1981. Uh, this year's uh, schedule represents a 5% increase over uh, last year's uh, work. They've been doing very good work for us, and, and uh, our city uh, has relied on them heavily as we've done uh, different uh, projects throughout our town. Any other discussion? Not Jamie, will you call the roll? Councilman Capel? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Thank you. Jamie, will you read resolution number 2023-88 by title only? Accepting right-of-way for public maintenance in the Daventry. I move the adoption of resolution 2023-88. Okay. This is accepting the uh, areas in the Daventry subdivision that uh, are, are public and once they've uh, met our uh, standards and have been inspected, we uh, take over the maintenance of them. A lot of the uh, uh, different areas in Daventry are not uh, public uh, streets, they're uh, private alleyways and such, so we think this is the last of the uh, uh, properties to to take over for this. Is there any discussion? Gordon, is this the uh, full dedication of the whole neighborhood now, or some of it? Just the three streets. This is. Yeah, these streets are the only streets in the subdivision that are public. So all the alleyways and uh, other portions of roadway are not public. Those are all private. Oh. This completes it. That's correct. Yep. All right. Jamie, will you call the roll, please? Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Thank you. Jamie, will you read resolution 2023-89 by title only? Authorizing the city manager to enter into a contract for the professional services associated with the Grooms Road Connector. So, uh, as you are familiar, we're building. I'm sorry. Motion let, me, let me make a motion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I move the adoption of resolution 2023-89. As uh, as you're well aware, this is the uh, uh, construction of a road between uh, uh, Grooms and Reed Hartman Highway, uh, connecting the two on the south end of the uh, old P&G property. Um, uh, we approved money for this project uh, in 2022, and we're now getting ready to do the engineering work for this. Are there any questions or comments? Got some grant money on this also, didn't we? 
If there's nothing further, Jamie, will we call the roll? Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Sarwanka? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Sirkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie, will you read resolution 2023-90 by title only? Authorizing the city manager to enter into a contract for the Blue Ash Central System Phase 2 for the unit prices as shown on the attached bid summary. I move the adoption of resolution 2023-90. Second. Brian Cruz commented that uh, it was good to have a recovering engineer over public works, that uh, finally someone will be interested in what Gordon does all the time and, and really get excited by things. Um, you may uh, find that that's actually not a good thing because I'm really excited about this. Um, this is, uh, this is uh, our traffic management system. And as Gordon explained to me, uh, this is a, an improvement over we, what we used to have. We used to have five separate loops that didn't talk to each other. Um, this is phase two of a fiber optic system that's connecting our, um, our street lights so that they can uh, be synchronized in such a way to help people get in and out of town quickly as they come and go to work or to get around town as, as they uh, come and play. This also uh, connects um, fiber to uh, major city IG. facilities that allows us <coughs> to, uh, to conduct operations from different buildings in case of uh, a need to re relocate. Is there any uh, Discussion on this? Just one question I had, which I'm pretty sure I asked the last time something like this came here. Just wanted to get the clarification that the, the six CCTV camera systems that, that are said to help with the flow of traffic are strictly being done to help with the flow of traffic and they do not become red light or speed cameras? That's correct. Yeah, these are specifically for monitoring traffic. Um, we can use them for like recreation of accident scenes, but they are not used for traffic citations. Okay, thank you. And we would need a specific Any other discussion? Jamie, will you call the roll, please? Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Sirkin? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes, seven yeses. And Jamie, will you read resolution 2023-91 by title only? Amending resolution 2023-03 related to the payment for professional traffic signal system parts, repair, maintenance services, and utility marking and locating services through 2023. I move the adoption of resolution number 2023-91. Second. So this is the, the contract that we have for the people who come out and repair our traffic lights, whether somebody hits them with a car or whether they fail, also marking our uh, utilities. And you guess at a budget, but depending on how many times those things fail, we, we have to uh, call them out every time. We don't have an option to, uh, to delay that. So uh, their services were used more this year than we had anticipated, and that's the reason for the increase. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, I, uh, Jamie, will you call the roll? Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Sirkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Thank you, Brian. Well done for your first time. <laughs>
Next, we'll move on to the Public Safety Committee with a report from Jeff Capel, the chairperson. Uh, Jamie, please read resolution number 2023-92 by title only. Electing Jeff Capel and David M. Waltz to the Volunteer Firefighters Dependents Fund Board and acknowledging the election of Chris Theaters and Justin Burris to the Volunteer Firefighters Dependents Fund Board for the term expiring January 1st, 2025. I move we adopt resolution number 2023-92. Second. Uh, the importance of this is that only full-time firefighters can belong to the Ohio Police and yes. Fire Pension System. So what this board does is it takes care of the families if in the event that a non-full-time firefighter dies in the line of duty. Uh, so is there any questions or discussion? About how many non-full-time firefighters do we have? A dozen? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh, please call the roll. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Uh, please read resolution number 2023-93 by title only. Authorizing the city manager to enter into a multi-year professional services contract with Flock Group, Inc. for license plate reader camera services. Move we adopt resolution number 2023-93. Second. Does uh, anyone else have questions or comments? Okay, I, I just have one then. Um, so... Uh, what kind of safeguards are in place to make sure that this is done on a very limited basis only and does not turn into inappropriate surveillance state type of situations? Same safeguards that are involved in using any computer system. Like if, if we had a, a hit on one of the flock cameras and we wanted to investigate it further, we actually have a log that somebody has to write down what, why we're logging in. Like, I couldn't just log in and start looking at license plates that were read on the Reed Hartman camera today. I have to have a legitimate law enforcement reason, and then it's logged in a book, and then there's a check with that. So that's how it's tracked. The same way as it is any other computer system that we have. Okay. And is there a point at which where our officers no longer have access to a specific day's worth of camera traffic? 30 days. Okay. And do you know, is it then deleted by the, the, the company here at a certain point? It's purged by the company and it just it ceases to exist anymore. Okay. Yeah, those are my questions on that because I'm, I'm all for, you know, fighting crime in every way possible, but we got to just make sure civil liberties are safeguarded as well. That's why I ask those questions. Are there any other comments or questions? Call the roll. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Councilman Serwanka? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Uh, please read resolution number 2023-94 by title only. Authorizing the city manager to enter into a multi-year professional services contracts 
whoops, not a multi-year, just multi-year professional services contracts with Axon Enterprise Inc. for patrol car and body-worn camera systems, tasers, and related services for the police department. I move we adopt resolution number 2023-94. Second. Any comments or questions? I'm seeing none. Please call the roll. Councilman Capel? Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. And then the last one for me is uh, please read resolution number 2023-95. Authorizing the purchase of four replacement police vehicles for the police department. Move we adopt resolution number 2023-95. Second. Second. Any comments or questions? Seeing none, please call the roll. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Serkin? Yes. Councilman Capel? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Thank you. Well, I guess we'll move on to miscellaneous business. David? Well, the first thing I'll say. Um, don't even don't even start Jill that was a rather smooth meeting seven or 20 <laughs> minutes 25 minutes so. here we go no residents yelling and screaming <laughs> here we go <laughs> set yourself up for a failure though later it's quite the standard but, um, so I sent a memo uh, um, that uh, as you're aware issue um, I forget which one two. issue two right yeah uh, was passed that legalizes the the use of recreational marijuana council has a, um, a decision to make I want to stress you do not make a decision tonight you have time um, by all appearance it's probably gonna be months and months and months uh, but you need to be thinking about it um, when uh, medicinal marijuana was passed um, a number of years ago um, uh, this council said the distribution of it, the processing and what have you of it uh, would not be permitted as a land use within Blue Ash. You can continue to do that or you can opt to say uh, we're not going to prohibit it um, and or you can say we will um, allow it but under certain terms and conditions like I don't know you know, drive-throughs and gas stations and what have you. So. Um, and you may not even be prepared to discuss it much tonight, and that's fine too. Just step one, be aware that you have to be thinking about that and have to make a decision because if you don't make a decision, one will be made by the state for you. So, Do you have an idea of what the time frame might be that we should address this? Uh, I would say you, I think to be safe, three, four months at most, because I think the rules have come out in six plus months. You and I heard the governor think it might be a little longer, but you never know. And I've heard that some communities are taking a more moratorium approach. They're putting, I guess, just putting everything on hold. Is that my understanding? Yeah, yeah. So. I don't think that's necessary because a moratorium is if something's pending and really, and you need to pause it since you have several months, um, I don't think you need to do that. Now, if you're getting to the deadline and all of a sudden you still need an extension and, you know, someone's filing an application, you might want to do a moratorium if you're not sure what direction you want to go. But I think over the next few months, you're fine, right? Yeah. Just if I may, Mayor, uh, so Mr. Waltz has it right. You have nine months, really, to issue the uh, for the marijuana or the cannabis control board to actually issue the requirements for the licenses. So 
I mean, it's not going to happen before nine months. So if you're asking me and my other communities that asked me, do we need to pass a moratorium? My answer to that is no, because nobody can apply. Well, then make the decision. Yeah, yeah, nobody can apply for nine months. The other thing, too, is there are already, because <clears throat> I don't think people understood when they passed issue two, that they were passing a 50-page statute. And that's a statute that can be amended by the General Assembly. There's a House bill right now, or a Senate bill, I'm not sure which. Um, that's right, they have competing versions, thank you. Uh, the one would essentially undo uh, some of the provisions related to home growth and possession and so forth, or allow cities to undo that. So the law may change on you in the intervening time, uh, so be aware of that. But in my view, there's no rush uh, to make a decision. You have time to kind of think about it, evaluate it. Uh, and again, this law that's passed now that's been effective since December 7th may in fact change. Brian? And there will be a lot of as the legislators put out stuff and revise and what have there'll be a lot of tweaks and what have you to it. But I think step one for you is fundamentally, are you going to permit it or not? Right. And, yeah. and to Mr. Waltz's point, that's the only thing you can do right now anyway, mm -hmm. is to prohibit or limit the cultivators' dispensaries. You can't stop home growth if you wanted right. to. You can't stop the legal possession of it. You can't stop you know, uh, some of the other stuff that you may or may not want to. I'm suggesting you should. I'm simply saying you don't even have the authority to do it. I'm not suggesting you should. Once they, the House and the Senate agree to whatever it may be, is there a time period after they agree for us, the window to yeah, I forget do whatever how long. it is we need to do? I forget how long it'll be an effective date for that will come into play for the General Assembly to where that will become the new law. So that would be that time, 30, 60, 90 days. I don't think it'd be more than 90 days. But I'm sure they'll pass it as an emergency because that's in effect. Um, that's in effect right now, or the 50-page statute's in effect. I think it's worth repeating what, what you're being asked is whether you want to permit a store right. or a building or not. People it's, can still have personal consumption within their house, so you're right, not regulating not, that. Yeah, you, and you can't, even if you wanted to, you cannot regulate that. The only thing, the only thing that you can do is to quote, uh, uh, is to prohibit or limit the number of adult use cannabis operators permitted under this chapter within a municipal corporation. That's the only thing you can do right now. And cultivation for a business, not for their own. If they want to grow their own cultivation, that's okay. Exemption for personal. Right. And, and, and keep in mind, even under the new law, it's unlawful to sell marijuana in any amounts for any reason. It's still unlawful to do that. It's still unlawful to smoke it in a car. It's still unlawful to use it in a car. So all that's still unlawful. And public consumption is? Uh, public consumption, well, it's a great question because it says you can't smoke it in public places. What does public place mean? Does it mean public property or does it mean you're on private property in a place where other people are allowed? Say I go to the Kroger store, I'm allowed to toke up in the, um, maybe it's a little too flippant with that. Anyway, maybe if I was able to use it in, uh, in, uh, uh, in the Kroger parking lot, that I'm not sure what public place means. Or Adora. Yeah, right. Or Adora, correct. But can you smoke cigarettes in Adora? That's that's not allowed, is it? In the park? Well, without sidetracking that, there 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 is smoking for our facilities. There is uh, smoking rules and how far they have to be out of enclosed places and this and that. So we'll treat it a lot like that. But there's still going to be some gray areas. You would have the authority right now under the new 
well, under the current current law, newly enacted current law, you would have the authority to limit on, limit it on your property. With with vaping Being and things like property. that, it's almost totally impossible. What was your comment? I'm sorry. Just with with vaping and the new ways of doing that, where you're not seeing or smelling smoke, I imagine it's pretty difficult to enforce. Gummies and such, you can't tell, but I I think the most offensive parts of Smoking marijuana in public are, are those other things. So I mean, if it's not bothering anybody, it's hard to enforce it. Um, is that what the details of the state in this is what they're working out right now, as far as the definition of public and whatnot? I, I haven't seen that. What I've seen is the ability for municipalities to regulate more in the area, meaning home growth, meaning possession meaning um, use. So that's what I'm seeing. Could we, could we differentiate between combustibles, which smell, obviously, if it's the tobacco-type product versus vaping, which, like you were saying, that's not usually offensive, but are we going to get down to that level? Right now, you cannot. It depends on what those new bills would okay. do and give you the authority to do. But right now, you cannot. You're, you're limited to are you going to limit or prohibit or, as Mr. Waltz said, put kind of site-specific uh, uh, site regulations, if you will, on where they, these particular facilities can be. To be clear, though, your first charge is decide whether you're going to permit stores or not. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. Kind of the operational stuff, um, unless you radically change and tell us that will evolve and we will treat that more like cigars and cigarettes and what have you at the pool it's not about it's not about whether it's marijuana or not and just hey look this is the type of thing that's permitted or not permitted so it'll it'll evolve it similar to that to the extent we can so you mentioned cultivation too so are we talking about like commercial cultivation could no well talking about taking one of the warehouses in blue ash and putting a bunch of lights in them and doing a 24-hour grow or something like that. My sense, cultivation and processing, is probably too expensive to do in blue ash, but I, you know, I, I think you would want to do that out closer to where it's being grown and cheaper per acre and what have you, but you'll want to address it all or not. And there are definitions under the, under the uh, new statutory scheme to, to put all that. Look, the bottom line is, you know, the home, just again, very briefly, because as Mr. Waltz has pointed out, you don't have the authority to regulate an area, so kind of talking about it is wasting your time in terms of regulating the area. But just so council's aware, home growth is permitted and you can't touch it. And you're allowed to have six cannabis plants or 12 cannabis plants if there's two people more than 21 years old living at the, at the, at the area. But it has to be within an enclosed area, can't be seen from the public, and it has to be uh, in a way that's is somewhat secreted or locked away so people can't get at it. Um, and again, as I said earlier, you still can't transport it uh, for money. So any sale is always unlawful and you can't smoke it and you can't use it while operating a vehicle and you can't be under the influence. I'm a little confused when you say like any sale would be improper. Wouldn't the, the marijuana stores wherever they locate Touché, be selling it? I mean, correct. I, I meant I should have been more precise. That's what I meant, but I didn't say it. You're right. Yes.
like when you say sale, though, we're, I, I assume you're talking about people cannot grow it in, in their homes and then sell it to their buddies. Yes, you were correct, and I, w I should have been more precise, that the sale, obviously, from dispensaries, so if council were to say none, then any sale in Blue Ash would be unlawful. Anyone else? More to come. It's going to be an interesting thing to navigate. Okay, well, Kelly's not here tonight. Um, no, I still have a couple oh, more things. Sorry about that, David. <laughs> sorry. Um, so, you know, at the end of the year, just want to say thank you for um, everything the council's done for the year. You've had a wonderful year. Um, you have a couple great signature projects. The town square's underway. Mad Tree's underway. Uh, even the park and golf maintenance building probably doesn't excite the public a whole lot, but those are all big projects and you should celebrate them. And I look forward to a wonderful 2024 and hope all of you have a uh, happy holidays in the meantime. Um, Sherry, do you have anything? How about you? Jamie? Julie? Gordon? I just wanted to remind uh, any of the residents watching that tomorrow is the last day for leaf pickup. Oh, so um, <laughs> every year it never fails. Uh, a couple folks will still have leaves on their trees and will be upset. But once we switch over to snow plows, uh, we will not switch it back. So just wanted to put that out there and uh, wish you all happy holidays. Thank you. I think all of us are tired of dealing with leaves. So this is good news. Um, Brian Cruz, how about you? I just want to say thanks to you to everybody for a great year and all the support. Looking forward to all the projects, as David mentioned, that we have upcoming next year. Another great year of Parks and Rec. Um, looking forward to get Town Square done and, and get back to action uh, downtown with Parks and Recreation. And uh, happy holidays and happy new year. Appreciate everybody. Thank you. Chris? Nothing tonight, Mayor. Okay, thanks. Councilor? Uh, thank you, Mayor. Again, uh, Mr. Waldstorm, my thunder on your ability to run an efficient meeting with a big pile of legislation. The mayor hadn't, the former mayor, excuse me, hadn't passed that much legislation in the last <laughs> six months. So congratulations on that. Well done. <clears throat> You'll be one of the top 200 executives, unlike one of the top 500 executives in Ohio, as I recall. But anyway, I'll never let you live that one down. Um, that. <laughs> more importantly, uh, I want to wish everybody a happy holidays and a happy new year. I do want to echo Mr. Waltz. The city's had an excellent, excellent year. I'd also like to say publicly, um, you know, having been appointed solicitor now, named for the uh, fifth term now, going into my uh, having completed eight years, having worked on city business since I walked in Dinsmore 27 years ago. But I do appreciate it. Uh, it's great to be part of the team and great to uh, work with the administration and work with council. And I'm honored to do it. And I, I, I love wearing. Uh, I love wearing it on my sleeve, and I appreciate it uh, dearly. So thank you all for that for that trust and, and confidence. Uh, I would also then finally like to say, as a personal note, uh, my son, our son Matthew, was done uh, today at Wheaton College. So he now has a vocal performance degree from Wheaton College, which means he'll be flipping burgers. <laughs> so, uh, uh, But he'll sing to you while he's doing that. And I just want to wish him the best and, and let him know we're both very proud of him and, and uh, thank Council for the opportunity uh, to let me wish that. So thank you and again, happy holidays to everyone. Congratulations to you and your wife and of course your son. Okay, we start down this way, Brian. Thank you, Mayor. Um, 
I, I echo everyone's sentiments. Uh, best wishes for a happy and safe holiday season. It's been it's been a good year. Um, wanted to raise the issue of the the dog park. We talked about this last June. Um, I, I talked to Brian uh, at that time. We thought that maybe there was some capacity to do something to make what is a $25,000 fence that surrounds dirt that we allow dogs into that has, uh, has some water um, into something that better matches the quality of facility that we have throughout the city for other, other things. Um, I was really hoping to see it in the 2024 plan. Um, unfortunately, we got other really exciting things going on and it seems like the capacity is just not there to do that next year. As I was talking to the administration about this, uh, Brian suggested that uh, he would love to know, is this something that we're interested in doing in 2025 or, or down the way, not asking for a, a particular approval or, or a, a hard yes or no, but um, uh, he, he says it keeps coming towards the top of their list and then other things keep coming on top of it. He said that uh, having council express a desire to get this done uh, would, would help it maybe get over the, the edge at some point. Um, the, the thing about this, I, I, I see this a little bit like our tennis courts. Um, for several years, we thought, yeah, it's not, they're not perfect, but they're good enough. And we punted, eh, they're not good, they're not perfect, but they're good enough. And we punted and we, we found out that we punted one too many times and, and uh, <laughs> we had the tennis league in, uh, you know, telling us that we just had awful conditions and, and, and whether they were accurate or not and whether you know, it was worth all that uh, energy or not is beside the point. I, I would hate for us to push this far enough down the way that uh, we suddenly have people coming in and asking us why we don't love dogs in, in, in the city, because that's not true. Um, so I, I would just ask as everybody makes their comments tonight, if they would, uh, uh, you know, uh, express, uh, you know, their thoughts around uh, having staff come with a you know, dog park proposal or including it in, in the 25 plan or, or what your thoughts are. I, I think, I think uh, spending some hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to make what is uh, a very difficult to maintain and a very difficult uh, to use uh, <coughs> product uh, more in line with the, uh, the other uh, amenities of the city would be money well spent. Brian? No, Brian wrapped it up really well. I would just mention that, um, yeah, this, I would more than uh, um, be happy to support something like that if that was the direction that council wanted to go or if we had the resources to do so in our budget um, and appreciate the patience considering our bandwidth next year and all the different projects that we do have going on. Um, I think it would fit Summit Park and we have had requests for it quite a bit from our, our folks that utilize Summit and our uh, four-legged friends. So. By definition, what are the needs that we need to improve upon? Well, what we currently have today was just something that we fenced in early in the process when Summit Park was a 130-acre dog park when we first started building it. Um, and so we just basically fenced in a small area. It's not, there's no um, improvements to the land. It actually sits in a really wet space, unfortunately, so it gets torn up. You guys have seen the condition of it. It's, it can be pretty rough at certain times of the year. So improvements-wise, you would want a good bit of hard surface. You'd want it to be expanded in size. You'd still want to be able to offer, you know, water, um, maybe perhaps some shade. We've actually put together um, early in uh, development of phase one, actually phase three of Summit Park, we put together a dog park uh, plan, which is just concept, essentially, um, that 
probably tripled the size that it is today and it gives you the opportunity to kind of spread people out and it um, relieves a lot of the wear and tear and keeps it in better shape. Was there, you mentioned it being in the wet area, so we just talked about the wetlands because of the um, park maintenance facility. Is there anything we would have to be mindful of or with doing improvements in that wetland area or I'm assuming building? Or so it itself doesn't sit necessarily in a wetland. It's just in a wet, flat space at Summit. Uh, it just holds water, um, especially in the more you know springtime, summer and such. So we would, we would have to put some improvements in with drainage throughout the area just to make sure that it could be usable a day, two days, three days after a rain. Anybody else want to weigh in right now? I mean, I think it's okay if we go in ahead and yeah, I think it, it's, we should look at it. This has come up, it comes up every so so often, every few months. Um, I think the last time we've talked about this, just the challenges with it, the expense, the, the resources with maintaining it, I know is a big concern. So I think looking at kind of having something in front of us that we can look at to to weigh would be helpful. Because I think it is it is something that a lot of people ask for over and over and one concern I think with having mad tree come in it's probably going to get used significantly more um, and then you you might have even more people complaining that oh I can't use it because it's a mud pit and I can't have my dog in there and then go enjoy the rest of the park so I think some good news for you um, we will have at least a new dog park next summer um, as part of the town square project. It, it won't be near the scale in um, what Brian's, Brian Cruz is um, mentioning. But yeah, so you, so your dog advocates, um, you know, you at least have a bone to give them. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I think one of the <clears throat> biggest problems here is just there's a singular dog park or even if you don't want to call it a dog park, a dog area, which leaves no opportunity for repair and restoration. Um, so what I'd be interested in seeing is maybe instead of just sending us one option, send us two or three different options, one kind of the, the high-end ideal where, where eventually we get us a nice, you know, a nice big dog park area. Um, but even if, let's say that's years away from happening, but we have a very real problem in front of us, maybe at the lower end, you just, um, we have something that can tidy us for a few years where we basically take a second version of what we have now. So it's not a, by any means a perfect solution, but, but even that would give you an opportunity to close down each one for a few months each year for repair and restoration. So that, even that by itself would be a big improvement on what we have now. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested in, you know, not just seeing something, but seeing uh, some two or three different options here to give us some room to play. Brian, would a hard surface be better than a soft surface as time and expense? Typically, it's a little bit of a mix of both. At your entry points, you want hard surface just to the high wear areas. Um, some of the most successful ones that we've seen have, have kind of actually gone from concrete to gravel to grass. So as the dogs spread out, you kind of spread the load a little bit. But size is king with dog parts. You definitely, as actually, as Jeff has mentioned, you want to spread them out so the wear and tear isn't necessarily in the same specific spots. And then ideally, you would do two large dog pens and one small dog pen. So uh, separating the dogs is usually a pretty beneficial thing too. You know, one other 
complication uh, you could add to this um, discussion, not for tonight, but down the road. I mean, there are other dog facilities and they charge a membership fee and what have you. So, you know, there is a very low membership fee associated with this. Um, and in fact, um, I, I even this summer, my son was in Dallas. Um, they had a dog park next to them that required a membership fee, except for non-dog owners were allowed to go in there because they had a bar. And <laughs> so, you know, we laughed, but it, it, it was an economic model. And so, you know, that's something you may want to consider instead of just something else that the entire Cincinnati region can use for free. Because um, even the tennis court, it's a great analogy, but the tennis court is membership driven. You know, they at least pay membership here or not. And so there's a question you have, and that is, is, is what is the expectation to provide a, a nice dog park for free um, to everyone? And so I, I, I'm not looking to complicate the project, but there's certainly models out there in which people are charging for it or there's a service. So maybe there's an opportunity to do something with Mad Tree or something to that effect to help buy down some of those costs. I don't know. Anybody else? No, I mean, I think that was covered well. I think with Matry, whether we like it or not, we're going to have some more dogs. Right. And it'd be nice to wear them out and then be able to go back and sit on the hmm. porch and let the people kind of hang out with their dogs tired. I don't think we're going to get away with having less usage. So I think we definitely have to It do does something. seem to me, though, that the Parks and Rec folks have their plate really full now. Um, and we, you know, we want to, I know. <laughs> and I do think that we want to have the time to look at the alternatives and come up with, you know, what a smart solution is for us, depending on, you know, based on what we want and what we want our investment to be in it. And, of course, it's probably going to become more urgent as Mad Tree gets closer. So it doesn't seem like a super high priority, but it ought to maybe be on the planning horizon is that what yeah, i kind of like jeff's idea of maybe abc you know and we can kind of yeah. like maybe do an a for now and then a couple years down the line maybe c so what's the opening timing for mad tree right now In february 25th 25 right uh, march of oh now march of 25 so i mean even if we push this to 25 there it's not too far out of sync uh, with Madry opening. Have anything else, Brian? That's it. Thank you, Mayor. Thanks, Lee. I wish everybody a very happy holidays and a happy new year. And good luck, guys, on getting your getting to your Eagle Scouts. PJ. <clears throat> Just wanted to say uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Safe drives. Don't drink, don't <laughs> drive. <laughs> That's all, man. I think you need to get home and get some rest, my I, friend. I, go I know. Okay. Um, Jeff? I just wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Mark? A couple quick things. What a mayor upgrade we have. <laughs> wow. Seven O's and everything. Um, real quick on the ice building issue, we've been, most of us know about uh, some of the businesses are upset about the parking and about people mm -hmm. waiting for their appointments outside. Um, the real end of the discussion gets the, back, the fact that the feds do not have to follow our local zoning codes. It's that simple. It's in the Constitution, Article 6, Clause 2. It's also been backed up by some court cases. So if you get phone calls about it, the bottom line is we cannot force the federal government to abide by our zoning code, even if they were um, uh, breaking it. So 
we're working with it. Uh, Kelly was able to put together a Zoom call with uh, the Deputy Chief of Staff for Craig Landsman, and uh, David was on it and I was on it. His name is Curtis Dalton. He is reaching out to several different entities in ICE and in GSA and in the Homeland Security Administration to try to get somebody to turn a switch that we can maybe spread these appointments out so so many people aren't there at eight and nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. They don't have a waiting room that's big. They don't have bathrooms for these people and they're out there in the cold, hot, rain, mm -hmm. snow, and it, it is ridiculous and it's, it's not a great look. For, for our city, so it's being worked on. Um, thanks to everybody, Merry Christmas, Diwali, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, Valentine's Day, and everything else I might miss. <laughs> I think I got a lot of them. Thanks, thanks okay. Mayor. Katie? Just happy holidays and happy new year. It's been a really great year. Thanks. Thanks. Well, I have just a couple of things. We've had a very exciting couple of weeks in Blue Ash. We had a grand opening of Preventix, which is the first U.S. location of a British-based company that does medical testing. We had a very exciting Kroger fuel station grand opening. Super excited um, employees. It was very fun. And while we were there, maybe this is public knowledge, but I heard for the first time that Kroger's investing about $4 million in an interior renovation of our Blue Ash Kroger, which is a significant investment, but it's a very busy and very important store to them. We had um, a grand opening of CEI's Retina Clinic. Yes, as our oh, yeah. patient here. <laughs> And uh, we had yesterday a tour of the soon to be opened, right, ready to be opened, the new Cincinnati Rehabilitation Hospital, which was really exciting to see how that, how much it looked like what we were told it would like. It was a very beautiful facility. But the most important news of the day, other than my wishes for happy holidays for everyone, is that it's somebody's birthday today. That'd be me. That would be Mark. We'd like to wish you a very happy you. birthday. Would you like for us to sing to you? No, not at all. <laughs> because I know you sing very well, but I'm not sure about the rest of these clowns. So I'm not sure. No, no. no. Oh, his son was here. That'd be fine. His son and Jill I can go with. The rest of you, I don't think so. Well, maybe we could get him to record it for us and we could just play it whenever. Yeah. Maybe your son would record happy birthday and we could just pipe it in whenever we have a birthday. The mayor wants son. a button. Yep. There you go. Okay, well now, could I have a motion please to go into executive session regarding property acquisition to consider the purchase of property for public purposes or for the sale of property at competitive bidding if premature disclosure of information would give an unfair competitive or bargaining advantage to a person whose personal private interest is adverse to the general public interest? So moved. Second. All in favor? This Aye. needs to be a roll. It needs to be a Okay. Councilman Thank Capel? You. Yes. Councilman Zerwanka? Yes. Councilman Gath? Yes. Councilman Javeri? Yes. Councilman Sirkin? Yes. Vice Mayor Schneider? Yes. Mayor Cole? Yes. Seven yeses. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here tonight.